Welcome to Season 2, Episode 37 of Gavin with the Gala Sister. You're going to spend the next few hours with us, so we advise you to get a cup of coffee, tea, juice, water, or your drink of choice, and maybe a snack. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rhea. And we're the Gala Sisters. We're actually Irish twins. Yeah, which means we're 15 months apart or less. So, I'm going to put the usual disclaimer here that there may be spoilers. I mean, I guess, I don't really know how you could spoil Blast, but there will be some in here, I guess. And... Sometimes we swear. Sorry, we don't censor ourselves. It's just kind of how we speak. So if you're easily offended, then maybe don't listen. So you may know us from YouTube as the Gala Sisters. However, we are going to do things a little more casually around here. And with that, we'll take a look at Blast the Musical. Yes, there is an actual musical called Blast. Now, we are going to go on a little trip back in time to 2002. When Rhea was a junior in high school. Yes, I am not as young as you would think I am. I had a band director by the name of T.J. Cross, a.k.a. Mr. Cross, a.k.a. Dr. Cross, a.k.a. T.J. Cross. This was his all-time favorite musical. He liked to play it when we were in band. Yes, I was in band. I was a flute. Yes, I was one of those. Yes, I have marched in marching bands. Yes, I have marched in pregame shows. Yes, I have marched in halftime shows. Yes, I have marched in parades in answer to your question. Yes, I had to wear the ugly, ugly uniforms with the ugly hats and ugly pom-poms. All of that is 100% true. <laughs> but anyways, I'm going to take you back to when I was in 11th grade, and I saw this at some theater in downtown Minneapolis. I don't even remember which one. It was so long ago. And I really liked this, and I promptly forgot about it until last week when we were filming, or we were recording Cats. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my, my second favorite musical is Blast the Musical. Now, you have to really understand that this is a departure from a lot of things that we would do. This is basically a drum and bugle core. Hey, Rach, has anybody ever used a drum and bugle core for the opening of their podcast before? Oh my god, I think so. Who's that? That would be Christopher Cuomo on his former SiriusXM show called Let's Get After It. Do you remember we used to, I used to say sometimes, like, it reminds me of a drum and bugle corps, which is exactly yes. what this is. Yes! When, oh my god, it totally does. And then we just had to go watch Blast again, and you had to show me what exactly you were talking about. Of course I fell in love with it, because I love all things theater. And we just most recently watched one on YouTube that's the DCI Broadway show and... The Drum Corps International is what DCI stands for. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's on uh, YouTube. Roman Kolganov has it on his channel right now. So I guess go subscribe to his channel and check it out. Because yeah. it looks really cool. But that's when we watched it and it was from... It was uploaded on April 3rd of 2020. We don't know when it was from, if you could let us know. So let's give a little background on what Blast is. Blast is a Broadway production um, that was originally created by James Mason for Cook Groups um, Incorporated, that he was formerly the operating director of the Star Indiana Drum and Bugle Corps, which makes sense. It won the Tony Award for Best Musical Theatrical Event and simultaneously received a Tony Award nomination, and in that same year, it won the Emmy in 2001 for Best Choreography. 
Mm-hmm. I would say that it should win an award for choreography. If you've ever watched any production of Blast, the choreography is phenomenal. I mean, they have so many people on the stage, and they're playing instruments and dancing, and not just, like, stupid bounce back and forth dancing. They're ballet dancing and... Uh, doing, doing a little jazz. Exactly. They're doing so much up there. That not only would that be physically exhausting, I mean, you will have to sit there and engage your mind. And it's, it's nice because they do have the stage blocked out so that the dancers, uh, the performers, know where to go and can keep track of what they're going to do next because I, I, I don't see how it could possibly be able to figure out where you are and keep track of everything without those on there. I know it's kind of weird, but it's kind of like when you're a swimmer, I was on varsity swimming, this is Rachel, in high school, and there's a big, long T on the bottom of the pool, and it keeps you in your lane. And th that would be the same idea, because you would just get completely lost, and you need those markers. But even with that, it's so intricate, and sometimes they do spoken word, sometimes they do singing, acapella, and the music they're doing is not simple music it's intricate and it's a full orchestra at some point yeah at, at a few points is well it's missing woodwinds because woodwinds doesn't come in until the second one i think disney has a version of blast as well which i need to track down yeah oh god i would love to see it hey uh disney um we would love to see that the other thing i'm going to say too is that there's a lot of like cadences now for those of you guys that don't know what a cadence is a cadence is when the drummers they click the snare starts and they click and they go, and every time you hear a click, you march with your left foot. Mm. It's left, click, right, left, click, right, left, click, right. Now, when we were watching this one on YouTube that was uploaded in 2020, it the cinematography looks very 90s. It's not in HD, but maybe the YouTuber didn't know how to upload it in HD. I don't know, but it, it's still wonderful and beautiful to watch. However, it was really cool because there's one scene where they had a drum scene and the performers were blindfolded. Yeah, the whole drum line. They would call it yeah. the drum line. So they were all blindfolded and there were probably about 12 to 15 of them. And they were switching places. It was really cool. And they were all doing it at the same time. <laughs> Can you believe that they didn't miss a beat? Yes. I mean, probably because they were listening. And it's really kind of cool too it shows that you can do things even without your sight and yes. we know a lot of blind people who are not super limited by their blindness no. and i think that's a great comment on that and maybe that's what they meant or maybe that's how they meant but that's how i interpret it and that's a beautiful thing about art and music and the stage and performance is that your perception of it and your interpretation of it is personal and you can interpret it however you want however it means to you and most performers don't care Maynard James Keenan from Tool always says listen to my music once and just listen don't listen to the lyrics don't look it up just listen and then go listen to it again and hear the words and listen to each chord and listen to the guitar and the bass and the and the drums and the music separately. So I think that's a good idea with Blast, too. Just watch it through once. Just 
let it flow over you and then go watch it again and notice all the little details. What's interesting about that is you were talking about um, marching band. Now, you were talking about, you know, pass-throughs and stuff. When I was in high school, I was in marching band. Oh, my God, I can't believe I've never said any of this on the channel before, but or I've on the podcast. But what we would do is we would listen to, we would learn the, the, the drill, and it would have six clothespins. Now, Travis and Bill, I love you guys to death. I still love you both to this day. But you guys kept telling us that there was Roy G. Biv clothespins. No, 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 no. You were missing the blue. And so every time you would say that, I would get confused. And it would be like, okay, so today we're going to march from the red clothespin to the orange clothespin to the yellow clothespin. And over time, we would take it away. Ah. And then we would learn it. And you just kind of had to, like, wing it. We had pass-throughs with drummers and drumline. This was basically the life that I lived for, yes, I went to a three-year high school. So it was basically the life I lived for three years. It was really, 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 really fun. It was really different. Um, you know, marching is not easy. Like, they don't lift up your legs when you march. You don't, like, march like a traditional march. It's like it's like a roll of your foot. You roll from your heel to your toe, from your heel. Heels to toe left, heels to toe right. Heels to toe left, heels to toe right. Yeah, and you could definitely see that in Blast. You saw them doing that. And it's really interesting that they know what they're doing. They studied this. They're perfectionists. Yeah, they probably went to DCI and Bands of, Bands of America, which is where they took, they sent all of these section leaders and the drum majors. And drum majors would be traditionally the students who would direct a marching band. And, like, section leaders or rank lieutenants would be, like, the lead of the section. And they obviously enjoy it. They're professionals. They're really good at it. And sadly, covid has just wreaked havoc on the arts. Mm -hmm. Do you think, or do you know, is Blast performing still? Blast is not performing right now, no. Because it's a lot of, like, it, it would be very difficult to do because they do go into the audience. Like, I had a trumpet played on my head. And there's so many people on stage, too, and there's no possible way to wear a mask. And No, you can't wear a mask and play an instrument. It wouldn't work. And the amount of performers is just amazing it's sad that it's affected the arts and a lot of people look down on performers saying oh you're not a real benefit to society some people do not like the arts this is a real thing some people look down on it they think that it's mindless work it's not a reliable way to make money people think that and that's because they don't understand the mentality of a performer, of an artist, where we cannot conform to your idea of what society is. We can't do a nine-to-five job. It's not that we don't want to, but we can't. And someday, we will discuss American Horror Story, their most recent season, where they had the vampire pills that made artists better, but turned them into vampires. And... Well, that's not really what happens when you're an artist. That's, it's an analogy. And it really does display the mindset of artists. We are very different than typical people. Mm-hmm. And what's so interesting about something like this is, like, it does take, at least this is Rhea speaking. I'm sorry, my voice is really hoarse. I've had a, I don't even know what. But, um. Winter. <laughs> it's winter. And, um. It's a lot of work because what they would do is they would there's a they would have to stand at attention, which is where you like 
stand straight. Your feet are kicked to your, because you kick your right foot to your left foot when you go band, ten, hut, click. Mm -hmm. And you'd say, hut would be the answer. Yeah, I've heard them do it. Yep. And then you would, you know, you we had like this like fake instrument thing where you would put your right hand underneath your left hand and you would hold up your hands like, you know, your like little pit space. Like you're going to like, you know, almost like jazz hands, but like not quite. Cool. And like someday I will demonstrate those on the channel because it'll be really cool to see it. Someday I will. And you would hold up your instrument and just and just learn it with just a recording. I bet that's how they learned it. I bet that is how they learned it. And they have flags everywhere. And they yeah. wear clothes. What, the flags are called color guards. Yeah. I've also done some of that in my rainbow days. Yeah. They have the color guards with the flags. And their clothes match their flag. Let's say you, you're holding a black flag. Then they'd be wearing a black shirt. Or if you have a green flag, then they would have that. And... They had bells that they'd like tinkle and stuff like that, and I mean they're dancing around stage, throwing everything up in there. They're kind of like uh, cheerleaders. Yeah, the majorettes. Those would be called the people that were throwing things would be called the majorettes. Yeah, they remind me of cheerleaders, though. Yep. But majorettes are the baton swirlers. Sometimes, um, not at, not at where I went to high school, but I've heard stories about people like my former mother-in-law. Oh, she's gonna get embarrassed in this. Was a majorette, mm -hmm. and she had. A fire that came out of her batons and she lit her hair on fire. That's really cool. <laughs> I bet that happens all the time. One of my favorite parts, and I know it's yours too, is when they come out with all the different colors. And they just say the colors. And they have the acapella men on the side singing the colors. And Yellow, blue. And they say, blue, like blue the bear. <laughs> Orange. Instead of orange or and violet, <laughs> yellow, and is is really fun. Oh, and it's just it's one of those things that like takes us back to like where we come from, and you know marching bands are traced back to the military, and I can tell you guys this because I know this, and they would be the they, the, the, the the musicians would be the first in battle because it would it would you know calm everybody down before they fought. That's the history of marching bands. Well, yeah, and you want to get everybody on the same page, yes. and it, too, it, it helps everyone get a yeah. beat and a rhythm, and it blasts is very visually stimulating. Oh, my goodness. Oh, good Lord. It's, sometimes it's overstimulating, yeah. but it's, it, that's what makes it so interesting is when it was written in the 80s, I think it was written in, like, 1983, and it was written in the 80s, it was just very, very much written to be almost overstimulating in places. It's not for everyone. Oh, heavens no. I would not show it to Emma. My daughter, who's 15 and has autism. No. I do not think my ex-husband would like it because he is a typical Taurus. He likes everything to be smooth and non-exciting. So some of the, yeah. So that would just be very hard to try to give to someone because you can be some people are overly stimulated artists on the hand are not we have all five senses going at all times and we that's kind of how we fire mm -hmm. exactly i mean we we definitely like and we almost use like even like our sixth sense too which is like okay i'm getting a little religious here it's like our third eye but it's because we can feel the music yeah like ways that are like music or spoken word or whatever you want to use it's almost a tsunami of color and sound and movement it's very trippy oh it's yeah very trippy it's very trippy but that's an art it's like 
It's like they cracked open an artist's brain, almost. Yeah, it is kind of what the brain looks like inside of an artist. And we get told constantly, the Gala Sisters, we have a YouTube channel, podcast, blog. We always are producing something. We get told, stop working so hard. You guys are going to wear yourselves out. Or why do you make so much? And go back to our Hamilton podcast or if you've ever seen Hamilton he they always say why why do you write like you're running out of time they sing that to Hamilton constantly and that's how we are that's how artists are we're so grotesquely aware of our limited time on this earth and we desperately want to change the world and add something to it and make it more beautiful that we never stop working because our minds are constantly going with with song and dance and colors <laughs> So, in answer to people's questions, I'm sure they asked me, well, Rio, what's in a drum line? Well, all different kinds of drums, but there's also trumpets, flugelhorns, mellophones, baritones, tubas, trombones, and they, instead of having, an, like, a trombone play, play a mellophone when they're, you know, like a French horn. Mm -hmm. French horns are harder to march with because it's very, like, you put your hand inside the bell when you play. Yes, I had a friend in high school, my best friend in high school, did play the French horn, and she bitched about that a lot. Yes, and then there was um, things like snare drums, tenor drums, bass drums, xylophones, vibraphones, marimbas, and timpanis. Timpanis like the big drums, like the ones like boom, boom, boom. Those are the big timpanis. I've always loved them ever since I was a kid. Oh, yeah, that's super cool. Those are, like, my favorite kind of drums. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Go ask anybody who I went to high school with. I'll be able to tell you that. But you don't play anymore. No, I don't because um, I misplayed my flute and I was at attention in the wrong way. And I wrecked my left shoulder, which has caused a lot of damage in my hand. I can no longer feel my left hand in good chunk at the time. It's just mm -hmm. kind of there. Yep. And when I was on varsity swimming... Being that I am so flexible, I overstretched my right shoulder and popped my rotator cuff. So I can't swim anymore either. Yeah. But it's fun to think about what you did in high school. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think what's really interesting, too, is like in um, in the, the act, they use the G officer crop key, which was really weird. And they did a Simpsons. Yeah, they, done, they did like a little like Simpsons medley with it. With it. Yeah. That was really cool and something I had forgotten existed in this. It had been a long time since I'd seen it. So is every single performance a blast the same? No, not exactly. It's the same basic set of music, but mm -hmm. just like in like we talked about Cats last week, mm -hmm. everybody does things just a little bit differently. Yes. Blast is very like in the audience. And my one of my friends, and I'm not going to name her because she doesn't know we're doing this podcast and I didn't ask her for this, said that the director, that she could see the director from where she was sitting. It's so one of my friends from, like, high school. And the guy was even directing them when to bow. Oh, that's cool. My friend, one of my friends told me that. It doesn't matter who she is. It's very common for the director to come out and bow in any place. No, no, he's like, he's like, oh, you're bow next. He'd, like, point to them oh, like, that's as cool. they bowed with his, like, conductor baton. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. That's really fun. I thought that was really fun. I was like, I wish I could have seen that. That is really, really We're fun. We're going to keep her unidentified, though. Please don't ask who she is. We try not to identify people in here. Unless... Well, Bill, and, Bill and Travis were getting identified. There's yes. no... No ifs, there's no ands, there's no blanks. But sometimes there's just no possible way to avoid it. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, Bill and Travis. What sets us apart is it's like an interpretive dance drum line, which you don't see very often. No, you don't see that very often. And it, it does not look easy. It looks incredibly difficult. Well, I mean, they're all drenched in sweat. I mean, you could really see it. 
even the ballet dancing and the other types of dancing too that they did in Cats, that's not easy. That takes a lot of energy, precision. Ray and I have both taken ballet and I know this, this is going to be hidden in here, a little gem for you guys that we don't normally tell people. When we were married, we attempted to take a burlesque class. I know the aces took a burlesque class. You can imagine how well that went. But also because our joints are not very good and our hips aren't great, we kept trying to get down the pirouettes and the turns and stuff like that, and we just couldn't do it. I could do it when I was a child, but I went, we went through to try to do it as an adult. I just couldn't figure it out, and it gives me a lot of appreciation for what these guys are doing because I wish I could do it. I understand in my brain what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, to be able to get up there and do that with them, I wish I could. Now, but I still enjoy it in the audience. Now, what's interesting about, like, horns, which is what brass are called, oh my god, I'm nerding myself out, is that they're not just blowing, they're buzzing. Yeah? That's a lot of work. They're not just blowing, they're buzzing. So it's harder to buzz than it is to blow. So are there any stereotypes of people who play different instruments? Yep. Flutes tend to be, like, I'm a flute. Small, meek, like, hot, insane. Trumpets, trombones have giant egos. I was married to a trombone player, and I can tell you that, yes, they do. Accurate. Trumpets are obnoxious. Um... Drummers tend to be loud, boisterous, and in face. Even the deaf drummers. When I was in high school, there was a deaf drummer in our band, which I thought was really cool. See? That's super awesome. And, like, you know, you get, like, the orky dorks. Like, the orky dorks, like, orky was an orchestra. They're a little more, like, mellowy type people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different... They all have their own stereotypes, and most of them are really accurate, actually. That's really in interesting, I think. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Bill and Travis could talk more about that than I could. What about the drumline? What what were those people like? They were, I told you, they were loud, boisterous, obnoxious, ink-based, and they oh, never yes. stopped talking. Of course! That was and, hey, and your ex-husband was pretty good at playing drum, too. Yep. He was a trombone. Primarily. Shocking. Giant fucking ego. Like, when I say giant ego, I mean... Biggest fucking ego. Yeah, but, like, the other thing I really... I didn't really play instruments when I was growing up. I took some piano classes. It just didn't hold my attention. I wasn't bad at it. I just... I... Obviously, we can sing. Both of us can sing. And singing was my favorite thing to Mine do. Mine, too. And I took a few years of the recorder. We all But if you handed me a recorder today, I could not remember how to play it. Um... I think the other thing I think that we need to discuss in this is the visual, the, the costumes these people wore. They wore belts. They were dancing in belts. That was really weird. Why do you wear belts? Yeah, that they were wearing belts. Why would you want to wear a belt? It it's similar to when you watch WWE wrestlers wear belts when they're oh, geez. I can't be comfortable. How can you move in that? And the things that they have to do on stage two require them to be require them to be very dexterous is odd. Yeah, or like the scene with like the grass. Or like the blades with, with like the grass. They were dancing around the blades grass. I love the scene with the grass. So do I. That was very entertaining. And they kept saying it's hard to hear what they were saying, but it sounded as if they were saying Something 
cut the grass, the grass is green, or something like that. I wasn't exactly yeah. sure what they were saying, but they had the each one of them had one single long blade of grass. <laughs> just ridiculous. Absolutely insane. It was hilarious. That part was just funny. It doesn't take itself seriously. No. And actually, all the colors are no, all the colors have an act. So it goes blast, act, act one, overture of color, violet, blue, green, black, act two, color wheel, yellow, orange, red, and then it's the finale. There's also one called Blast 2 Shockwave, which I'm sure at some point we will be doing. I've never seen that before. That's where it adds in woodwinds. When I say woodwinds, I mean reeded instruments. Flutes are technically a reeded instrument. They have a head cork inside of them, which vibrates and you have to replace it periodically. Yeah. Trust that I would know that. And then they also have one called Mix Music in Extreme. And then the power of Blast, which is the Disney version. And then um, Blast the Music of Disney. Oh, so looking at the Disney one, they have lots of really fun Disney songs. Uh, uh, you know, the uh, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. I Want to Be Like You from The Jungle Book. Uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Reflection from, isn't that Mulan? And lots of great stuff in here. Circle of Life from The Lion King. Be Our Guest from uh, Beauty and the Beast. I think we're going to have to review all of these. Uh, yeah, we need to see the Disney one. I want to see the Disney one. Hello? I can find it on YouTube. Um, But I think it kind of helps, especially me, like, Kind of like describe where I came from. I was in choir too. I was in choir. I never made it to either the highest choir or the highest band. I never made it. Do I care? No. It was the experience that matters. It was the experience. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it was fun. Um, we got to go on a trip one time to Worlds of Fun. It was the amusement park. We went to two amusement parks. And Phil and Travis, I'm going to let you know a little secret. I was really sick on that trip. And I hid it from you. Oh. Because I had endometriosis at the you time. You still do have endometriosis. And I was in the worst flare ever. And I had to, it took all fiber in my being for me not to throw up. Yeah. And Sunday I will do an entire video about what happened on that trip because it's really freaking amazing. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. That trip, some weird shit happened on that trip. I Things that shaped, it. you know, one of them. I do know. Things that shaped who I am to this day. Things that, where I developed a little bit of my fears from, things where I grew from. But I think that everybody should see stuff like this because I think it helps to like really see the inside of an artist's brain. It does to understand where we're coming from. We're just wired differently. And there's nothing wrong with not being an artist. And no. there's nothing wrong with being an artist. And as former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo says, the art is Art is what shapes society. That is a heart and soul society. And one of his priorities was to start bringing back Broadway shows after they were canceled by COVID. Because we had to, we had to stop Broadway shows to keep people safe, unfortunately. But 
we can't live as a people, as a race, without art. No. And it's great. You know, I actually read a fun snippet that people don't go to the circus anymore. And that had nothing to do with COVID. People had just stopped going to the circus. Because this reminds me a lot of the circus. Yeah. And it, it's just kind of a thing of the past. It's faded away. But a lot of circus performers have actually moved their acts onto TikTok. And they're doing really well. I'd be curious to see some more of the blast type stuff on YouTube yeah, and TikTok and things like that. There is a home for it. There is a there's a thirst for it. There's a wander there's a want for it. That's what I'm like well, there's a want for it. Well and, and the world is changing. It's becoming more virtual. We're we are becoming closer together. We're also becoming further apart. And to reach people you really gotta be online. And that started before COVID. COVID just exasperated it. Exacerbated. Whatever, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think that the, the, the thing that I really enjoy about this is the drumming on everyday objects. Like, the old, like, school Weird Al stuff where, like, his percussionist started out just drumming on a briefcase. That's what that really took me back to. Yeah. Like, when they were drumming on the stools. Or, like, there's an act in Minneapolis that drums on pickle buckets. Yeah, we... Oh, God, that's really fun. I've seen that. So and they featured the pickle bucket drummers on an episode of Mr. Rogers. Yeah, when he was doing Bring in the Noise, Bring in the Funk. Yeah, Which that I've was never so seen. fun. And I've never seen Bring in the Noise, Bring in the Funk, but I would love it. I mean, you know, a way that they could have made Blast better is they could have put tap shoes on these people and turned them into, like, a dance percussion, like, like, dance, like, step percussion. Well, I guess we don't know that they never have. I mean, I've never seen a version where they did, but... That doesn't mean that there isn't one that exists. Like, you guys know what step percussion is? Step percussion, we should have a friend that does step percussion. Yes. And step percussion is where you have a tapper tap tap out the percussion. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. We actually had a friend. He's still our friend. I just don't ever talk to him anymore because life brings you away from people sometimes through no fault of your own who would go and just do drum circles out on the streets with his friends. It's very hippie-ish. It's wonderful. I love eccentric people that do weird things like this. And it's it's really fun when people turn the these type of uh, performances into actual performances, professional performances where you pay to go see this. I just think it's fun. I mean, if this came back to Broadway, I would probably see it. Oh, yeah, I'd be there. Soaking it all in, all the wonderful colors and the glory and the sound and the noise. Hey, you know what? You don't even need to be able to see to enjoy this. If you are blind, you can enjoy it. Even if you couldn't hear, I still think you could enjoy it because you could feel the rhythm in the audience. And there was a lot of, like, colors. And you could see it then, provided you're not both blind and deaf. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, if you're blind and deaf, I still think you could. I think that there's something in it for everyone. And it's just, it, there's not a lot of talking. It's all, like, mostly, like, performing. It's very different from anything that I think we'll probably ever do, we've ever done on this channel, or this channel, this podcast before. But this podcast is going to start opening up to a little more Broadway stuff. Yeah, we have to add in some Broadway stuff, guys, because we love Broadway. No, we will never be on Broadway because the schedule they would require you to do is insane. And we also just physically cannot maintain the type of dancing they would want us to do. Broadway brings us to shows. I mean, if you think about it, like vaudeville acts, we're all, oh my goodness, I just, like crazy. This is nerd. This is a theater nerd in me. Broadway 
shows are derived from vaudeville, which was a very big thing back in the silent movie era. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody, you know, got their, a lot of people got their start as vaudevillians. And vaudeville was more like playing music and doing, you know, like dances and, and stuff to it. Yes. That's more, it's more traditional vaudeville. I mean, there's just, and this kind of goes back to the roots of theater. Yeah, it really does. Grinds us, grounds us into the roots because the roots of theater are what matter. The roots of theater are where theater came from. The roots of theater are where theater are going to stay. Mm -hmm. And without theater, we don't really have that much of a life. I mean, news. Theater. True. It's, oh God, yes, it definitely is. So if you have been in a production of Blast or if you have produced Blast, you are certainly welcome on this podcast to come talk about it. Yeah. If, you, if any of our podcasts, if you have been in those shows or even done makeup for it or helped produce it or act in it, you are welcome on our show. And we will do a part two podcast on the original podcast. It's not like we're one and done. You can come on here. You're certainly welcome. This is an invitation to join us. We'd love to have guests. But we just never had one yet. But we it, do on our YouTube fine. channel, we've had guests. Oh, we've had tons of guests on our YouTube channel. We know how to do it. And we have everything set up in order to do it. So all you need to do is come to us, email us at thegalafam at gmail.com or message us on Twitter or Facebook or anywhere. And either one of us, it doesn't matter who you go to, will set up a date and time to record and get you on here and have some fun and share your story with the world and get to know each other and make new friends. We love making new friends. That's that's why we started this. That's what social media influences is influencer bleh. that's what social media influencers are here for. They're here to be your friend. They're not here to be your enemy. Unless you're a jerk. Then we don't want anything to do with you. And we do run into jerks a lot. It happens a lot in this industry. It's the world. It's okay. But I mean Go see Blast. Go see Blast. And I can't wait to see it again live in person, which mm. I've seen when I, which I saw 19 years ago. Mm. We'll link the YouTube uh, link below that we watched it. Anything else you want to add? Nope. So we are going to end the podcast here, but please remember that we have lots of other podcasts about lots of other things. If this podcast isn't your cup of coffee, that's okay. Please remember that we generally post, post podcasts on Tuesdays. However, if you enjoy listening to us talk, you might actually enjoy our YouTube channel. However, that's a little more controversial because it's political, current events, and stories about due process being denied over there. If you're interested, we generally post videos over there every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. We also may do a newsreel or two over on Facebook. We also, you know, just have a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we enjoy being funny. Sometimes things get dark, though. You never know which side of us you're going to see. So, also, you can follow us on Twitter at the Gala Sisters, Instagram at the Gala Fam, Facebook at the Gala Sisters. We have a TikTok, Kevin with the Gala Sisters, and a regular TikTok, just the Gala Sisters. We have everything, I know. We've got merch, we've got podcast merch. We have that all linked below. Uh, if you really like what you're hearing, then buy us a coffee if you can. We are only funded by donations at the moment. That will probably change in the future. But no worries if you can't. Following us, subscribing, 
giving us a positive review and sharing with your friends is also wonderful and helps us out a ton. We hope you enjoyed spending this time with us. Thank you so much. We will talk to you again next week. Bye! Bye.